Well, 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 everybody, we're back here at All Stars. Hey, Josh, how are you, man? Good, good. Good to see you. Seminal writer, Superman, G- upcoming GI Joe, dude. So excited for this. Uh, can we I talk? Know, I know. We, we can't talk about it. Obviously, you're still building, but like, do we? No, have we're not allowed to. I'm I'm sworn to secrecy on GI Joe stuff. Like, we can talk about a little bit. There, there is a book starring Duke. There is a oh, book Duke. starring okay. Cobra Commander. All right, all right. I can take that. I can take that. That's very. But nice. you know, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun working on this. You know, I was just at, I was just at Skybound offices yesterday, and we were talking about theater planning and ideas, and just it's been uh, it's really fun. It's 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 easily some of like the most fun I'm having in comics right now is working on those books and like just taking them in like weird directions that I think people will be really surprised by. You know, and like totally, we've done this before where it's like we are approaching it from like it is the beginning of these two characters and like how gi joe and then how cobra was formed you know so it's like this is the story of how these two people led into these things right and it's not to say that duke necessarily is the one that forms gi joe but it is part of his his view of that origin the same thing with Cobra commander you know it's how the two of them are on these like parallel journeys uh but yeah like last week i think maybe two weeks now we revealed uh, a bunch of duke art and like, I showed you one of them with Tom Riley and, and yeah. Jordan Blair. It is awesome. Like the moment, so it was funny. The stuff when the art's coming in because we were keeping everything secret, I couldn't show it to anybody. Right. And I was just like, stuff is so cool. And when we got that piece, the two page spread when it was colored, I uh, I was like, can I show this? When can we show this? Because I was like, this <laughs> is a cool piece that really captures what we're doing. Um, and so we were able to get that out there. And yeah, it's just been really fun. The Cobra Commander art, I can't show any of it. I don't know when we're gonna show it. Yeah. I think we're going to show some of it uh, around New York, New York Comic Con. Um, but the stuff we're doing with Cobra Commander is so weird and different. Like I said before, it's like a horror book, but w- the direction we're taking him in and what we're doing with him as a character. Again, everything we're doing is very much like in honoring what's come before and very much in the spirit of what's coming before. But we're definitely trying to be like, you got to put your own spin on it. You know, you got to yeah. try to find a way to look at it from a different angle. And it's like Larry Hama's comic is continuing. Like 301 is coming out in November, right? So That's it's like incredible. there's still going to be his story. So I'm like, well, and 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 you know the thing with the Larry Hama comic is it's it's real good. Yeah, it's a real yeah. good comic. So it's like I can't just duplicate what he did. Like I'm not even gonna try, right? So I have to like, yeah. okay, I gotta find my own way of doing this. You know, like you know he built this huge world, right? Like he's he's created all these characters, and so he's continuing that story. So I gotta do my own thing with it. That's with Cobra Commander. That's why we can't show any Cobra Commander art. I think we're going to show some stuff, but it's like, I, it's going to be really interesting when people read that book. A lot happens in that book. Like that first issue is wild. Like a lot goes on in that first issue. There's a lot of mystery. There's some surprises. People are going to be like, what the fuck are they thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Did you? Yeah, I'll, I'll send you stuff as soon as I can. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I was just reminded. Um, I, I have this like terrible news feed on my phone. That's like, Hey, uh, look at these articles. And they, they, you know, there's an aggregator. It pulls from everything. Yeah, I get it too. Yeah. I get it too. Yeah. yeah. And one of them was like, have you seen this gross Thundercats book? And I was like, no. And it was Wildstorm published a Thundercats miniseries That was a return to the, to the show. It was like basically like a sequel to the cartoon. And I was like, no, I haven't read it. So I immediately read it. Like I just, I Who was went- the artist on it. Was it the Ed McGinnis one or was it the, no, it was Ed Benez. Oh, Ed Benes. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I don't think McGinnis did. McGinnis did, like... Yeah, McGinnis did Campbell did a cover. Campbell did a cover, like, really early on. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Dude, no, I, tried very... to get that, I tried to get that job. Really? I tried to pitch for Thundercats, yeah, way back when. 
listen, this is back like 20 years ago. I was yeah. like, I, I liked Thundercats as a kid. It wasn't my favorite. Like, I, I, I feel like out of all of those 80s cartoons, G.I. Joe is, is my favorite, you know? Totally. Um, but uh, yeah, Thundercats was one. Like, listen, there's, there's a moment when you're starting out and you're breaking into comics. You're just like, what job is available? I'm, I'm going for it. Like, and yeah. I remember uh, John Lehman was one of the writers in that Thundercat stuff. And I was like talking to him and I was like, what's available? I'll do a mini. What's up? One shot, whatever. So yes, yeah. I'm very aware that there was a Thundercats comic book. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were a couple. There was the, there was, oh, yeah, there was a bunch. Yeah. The Dogs of War was the one that Brett Booth did where they fought a bunch of like uh, anamorphic dogs. Yeah. Yep. It was yep. a great idea. Doc, that's it. I was like, hey, good job, everybody. Dogs of War, I'm here. I understand. Exactly. <laughs> no, I love it. I Yeah, I uh, I loved Thundercats as a kid. Rewatched mm. it when it was relaunched on Toonami. And I was like, this doesn't hold up. <laughs> it was I mean, it was rough. It was, yeah. I will say about G.I. Joe, like watching, I've watched a lot of, we've talked before, I watched a lot of G.I. Joe this year and yeah. the last couple of years, actually. And it's like, it holds up. It's weird at times. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a weird show. But also there's a point of me that was like, man, there's no cartoon that looks like this right now. No. Like, this no, just no. looks cool. It just looks cool. And it's like, there are times where I'm like, this was for kids? Yeah. <laughs> but my question is, did you watch G.I. Joe Extreme? I did. Mm. I did. Only, only I think, the first episode. I think I've watched the first episode of, like, almost all of the versions of it. Right? Yeah. Like, I've, yeah, even yeah. as they were coming out, it was like curiosity, you know? Of course. But none of them really maintained that energy that I got from the original one. Like oh, that was, no. and you know, yeah, it, no, I, I got. Go ahead. Oh, just the best thing that came out of GI Joe Extreme was that Frank Miller cover when they did the GI Joe. Oh, dude, yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> that was a Dark Horse book. It was yeah, Dark Horse. yeah, just, yeah. Just sick. People forget that book, dude. It's so oh, funny. Yeah. I, I, in my, um, it's so when I got the job, I had all these different. It was funny. So I had all these these I thoughts about GI Joe beef. Before I had the job like I was okay. like oh if I ever got a chance to reboot it because it's funny how there really hasn't been a lot of G.I. Joe stuff right no. like you have the 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 movies but that's really there's no cartoon there's no tv show like there hasn't really been the same level of push and they did have different cartoon series but even those didn't feel like they they never took off quite the same you know nope, nope. Dude, it's been weird I, I will say this like being a San Diego comic-con and I know we were pushing mostly Transformers there because like Daniel's book was coming out Yes. Which have you read Daniel's Transformers? I have yet? not yet. No, I haven't read I'll, either of those books. I'll I'll ask. I'll get you. I, I think it comes out like next week or the week after that. It might come out while we're in New York. Yeah. I will I'll I'll get you a copy. Yeah. It is I I bumped into both of you guys at San Diego and uh, I was there when uh, Skybound had that amazing booth. Oh. Yes, dude. Yeah, Skybound was awesome. Yeah. 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 And Daniel was like handing out he was giving away um the ash cans. The ash cans. And I was like, Yeah, can I get one of those? And he's like I'm out of them. They're all gone. They didn't That's, get you one. No, no. Oh, they were all okay. gone. It was a uh, good old Daniel address. I love his, like his, just his soft, like Bob Rossi and to me. just, I'm sorry, man. They're all gone. Yeah. No, Daniel, <laughs> he's such a good dude. He's such a good dude. Right? He, um, we're doing a, a Duke ash can for New York. Ooh. So you'll, I, I think there's Cobra art in there. I'm not oh. like hundred percent sure. I think I'm getting that. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be there. I'm going to get it. It's going to happen. Well, I'm going I'm to tell you something's going to drive you crazy potentially. So obviously, because I work for Skybound, like I, I got one of the ash cans. I got the black and white one. Nice. And I literally, because Daniel handed it to me, and I was like, "This is awesome." Like I, I looked at it with him where we're sitting, and I was like, "Dude, Daniel, this is beautiful." Yeah. Like this is an emotional, like beautiful story. 
And then I rolled this up and put it in my back pocket. <laughs> oh my and God. I walked around the floor like that. And I remember getting my hotel room and I threw it on the, on the ground, not dismissively, just, you know, just, you know? Yep. And when I was leaving to come home on Sunday morning, I was like, I should take that with me. Cause to me, I was like, you know, of course I'm gonna take it with me. It's like, it's a comp. I'm gonna take it with yeah. me, right? And then I get home, I have it here on my desk. It's been on my desk since. And then at one point I saw like it's selling for like $300 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, like some, some collector is just like, fuck him. What is he doing? Why is he not? Yeah. Why would you, why would you do that to us? Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll have, we'll have one of those. Um, That's how it used to be, man. You just, oh, got my new comic from the 7-Eleven, roll it up, comic. shove it in my back pocket. Cause I had to ride my bike. Me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah I had a backpack full of comics and stuff, oh, or I would have the, all oh, the worst was when I didn't have my backpack. But I had my bike, and I would buy, like, way too many comic books that week, and yep. I would have, like, the bag, and I'd have to put the bag on, like, one handle. Do you know oh. what I mean? Yes, I do. I, I do. Ride I ride that balance. exact thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you try to ride and balance with the bag on the handle, and you're like, is this is not going to work. And you're, like, yeah. walking half the way home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I, I used to read my comics at the friggin' beach. I'd go to the comic book store, bring them to the beach. So they were, like, I have so many ruined books that are just, like, the covers are coming off. and Yeah, I remember yeah. getting... um. I, I got Batman Predator number one mm. and I went to uh, a friend's house and they were all swimming. I remember <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, I was, I was sitting there in like a, a what do you call it? Like a pool chair, whatever. Right. One of the yeah. ones. And I, I'm sitting there reading Batman Predator. And I'm just like, this is the greatest comic ever made. <laughs> like, Easily. Like, yeah. No. So cool. Yeah. Holy yep. crap. This is amazing. Like it's, it's way better than it probably should be. It's like, this is great. Yep, and then somebody like did a cannonball, and the water got on me and got on the con. And I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey!" <laughs> like, what do you think this is? Mess. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you get the perfect bound, or did you get the floppy? The this was the. I feel like this was the floppy. Okay, because there were two. There were two prints. There was like the there was like the the perfect binding, and then there was the, uh, and then there was the floppy <sighs> version. I have to look. I feel like it was the floppy version. Yeah, like, the hey, floppy God. version has like the, the predator, the like Batman version. swinging in from the back, like he's he's, yeah. I don't look. I mean, mostly because I, I, dude, I was a sucker for anytime anything was was prestige format. Yeah. Anytime, anytime anything had that. So what's funny is when I sold. So, dude, I don't know why I did this. So when I was when I was collecting comics, and I would separate my DC books, right? Like I would do mostly alphabetical, but also by family. So I'm like, here's the Batman group, here's the Superman group, here's yep. Justice. You know here's vertigo and then i'm like here's the weirdos you know like i would mm -hmm. break everything up and but for some reason anytime a book was one of two things an annual or a prestige format i would put them in a separate box huh and part of it was because the annuals were themed a lot right. of times and like oh it's western year you know or it's elseworld year you know they did elseworlds i think twice so it's yeah. like they would always do like, oh, here's the war year, you know, here's here's the world year. So it was like I'd always do that. But they would always release so many cool I wish we still did this. They release, you know, the prestige format one shots. Yeah. They're just like, here's Batman going to Scotland. Right? <laughs> oh, I know. I I have, a, I have an entire like shelf at the studio here dedicated to just those Batman books. They're great. They're awesome. They're we, incredible. Before, we won't go too deep into this, but we talked before about Avengers of Bane, little prestige yeah. form, little guy, right? But it's uh -huh. like killing joke, all those things. So I would keep those in a separate box. Totally. When I sold my collection and I sold everything, I never sold those. It's for whatever reason I kept them. 
Love and it. so I still have a box of just prestige formats. So it's like Impulse okay. saves the world. You know, <laughs> I have like all of these prestige <laughs> these prestige formats. Yeah. You know, um, I have all the annuals still. This is part of why I have all Bloodlines still. Ah, that, you know. That so it's cool. like, and I don't think I'd ever get. I, I, Bloodlines is one where I'm like, you know, have a, I have a soft spot for Bloodlines. Um, at some point, I want to do a thing where I want to actually like reread. Bring the aliens back. What's that? Oh, dude, listen, listen. So here's the thing: they have a cameo in Dark Crisis. There's one panel no, where really? the aliens are there. Dude, hold on. Yeah, right here. Yeah, please. No, I, I'll pull um, my copy. Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. Of course, I'm always seeking bloodline stuff in there, man. <laughs> um, listen, there have been moments where I'll be working on a book, and I'm like, I need. Uh, it's tough because here's why. So sometimes I'm like. Okay, I have this moment in time where I have like an annual or something, and I need a villain for that annual, and I'm torn because sometimes I'm like, oh, I have a, I have like three or four pages for this for right. like Batman or Robin to fight somebody. Who's it going to be? Because yeah. that's not the point. That's more of like a setup. Exactly. So it's like for the rest of the story. So I'm like, yeah. who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's going to be? And same thing with with Superman and different books I do. And there are times where I'm like, bloodline aliens, right? But, <laughs> But if you want to go that, bigger. If I do that in an annual, I feel as though it has to be the whole annual. Totally. Yeah. And no. then I have to do like, I have to do like some kind of callback to Hitman. Like somebody has to go to Noonan's. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I gotta do something. I do think at some point, at some point, I will do a whole annual about this. Some for some. Yeah. It'll be unexpected. It'll be like what? Yeah. Um. Now my brain is thinking about this. I might have an idea. I might do it. I'll have to ask. All right. But I'm like, I will. So I'm always trying to sneak shit in, and it doesn't always work out. Yeah, right here, dude. Um, if you look really close in Dark Crisis number one, let me see if I can. Right? Is it the Green Lanterns? Yeah, if you look really close right here, the Green Lanterns are fighting the Bloodlines aliens right here. Oh, my God. How did I miss I, that? I'm, I think I caught there. it the first time, but I didn't say anything about it. That's incredible. Got it in there, yeah. So, <laughs> like, listen, so I have a soft spot for Bloodlines. <laughs> well, I didn't call you out last time. We we talked about uh, – uh, we, we covered um, uh, just uh, not just League Incarnate, but rather the uh, – Oh, Infinite Frontier. We did the yeah. Infinite Frontier episode. One page, Extant has the Whirligog. And I'm yeah, like, this. If it was 1994, this would be a world-changing all annuals event. It, but it was one page, and Alan Scott just pants him, and the whole damn thing's over. And I'm like, That's I mean, the world, like I, I, when that stuff happens, when I when I do that, there's a part yeah. of me that is like, I'm sorry, there is somebody out there who's mad at me. <laughs> like, there is somebody out there that's like, it's the world, God. What are you doing? You right? know. Um. Uh. But there's a lot of people that are like, what is that? oh yeah well i love how distinct the whirligog is where i'm like it's it's nothing it's just this inst- but like once you see it you're like that's exactly i know exactly what that is oh so what it is yeah and i had extant in there and stuff I know, and, he's, you know. He's, he's wielding the whirligog i'm like which extant is it uh but no, uh, i love i love uh throwing the little easter eggs in there when i can you know yeah. I, I try to find places for all of it as much as i can as soon as it works and it doesn't oh i think um, it worked it was fun and you got to see uh yeah it was incredible yeah, it's why I told you before, Infinite Frontier was I haven't watched your guys' video to talk about it yet. Um part of me was like, do I want to watch this video? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, all I, these books are funny because it's like you and I, I have a I have a sense of humor about my book, especially if, and once I get some distance from it, you know, like yes, I can find yes. this stuff and be like, Oh, well, this is this happened because of this, you know. 
Yeah. And it's like, uh, it is, it's always kind of funny. And I, and I think sometimes when I'm like, like that one, I'm, I'm happy with, but I recognize like, you know, that originally was meant for a different, that was, a, there was a different plan we had ah. for a build up to Dark Crisis. There was a different plan at one point for how the build up to Dark Crisis was going to take place. That plan shifted under me. And so I had to very quickly figure out a new plan. And that is what led to the trilogy of like Infinite Frontier, Desley Incarnate, because that plan got screwed with. Not sure how else to put that. Um, and so I had to kind of like think on my feet in some places and I had to move yeah. things around. And, and because of that happening, there was a whole group of characters that were not available to me that were supposed to be in that story. So uh, it really shifted my thinking on some things. And yeah. so it was like, there are certain pieces of it that I would have, the, the ending is totally different from what I originally had planned hmm. uh, when I started writing. And so that book, this has always happens too, like, because you're dealing with a universe that is now run by a universe. You know what I mean? And there's so many yeah. people, so many moving pieces that every once in a while, you know, the best laid plans, right? And, and so it's like you you try and then all of a sudden, you know, and I, I think one of the lessons I've learned about working on these events and working on these kinds of books is like, I don't necessarily say that I have a short attention span, mm-hmm. but a lot of times what happens is, I think I, I talked about this recently, like when I was writing, like we started talking about Night Terrors before Dark Crisis even came out. Wow. And so I was basically writing the outline and the plot for Night Terrors while I was writing, I think, issue seven of Dark Crisis. Huh. And so there's a part of me which I had more room between the two. Yeah. And so what ends up happening is because a lot of times somebody described this to me one time working in superhero books, especially when you work on events, it's like you're trying to build a plane while trying to land a plane. Right, right. Right. So I'm trying to do both. Yeah. And so because I'm trying to do both, you know, sometimes things suffer because of it. And that's why a lot of times I think when I do these books, the endings sometimes will not be where I want them to be. Like they get rushed a little bit, but it's almost because I am rushed. Right. Right. Like I personally am rushed. The endings feel rushed. And so it's like, I, I've learned that over, over time that whenever I feel rushed, the books feel rushed. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to always find that balance. That's like with Superman. I, I take much more time with Superman than anything else I'm working on. So I don't want it to ever feel rushed. Same thing with, with Green Arrow, same with Batman and Robin. Like I take much more time. It's funny. If, if one of my books reads like really quickly, yeah, that means that I wrote it probably really fast. <laughs> like, it's like it's weird. The one like like the Superman annual I think is a longer, denser read because I spent weeks working on it. Right. So it's like I think that that balance is there, but yeah, yeah, I love I love it. There there were only two questions that my crew really had about oh yeah fire away about them. The first one they were just like one of them was just like well why why is this a mystery it doesn't need you don't need to be we don't need to be mysterious and that was his what complaint uh, what was the mystery oh the mystery of the the bone stuff yeah yeah like why are we why are we being why, why are we being cloak and dagger about this that and the other thing like just just tell i love mysteries That's yeah, really I know. <laughs> and the other one was um uh what is the machine that barry is on like what is it doing oh well it's because dark side was trying to get to the other side of this wall it was a yeah fire. basically it was trying to get access to the great darkness right and so he was trying to use barry to do that because barry he recognizes that barry was the first person to cross through the multiverse exactly so he's like if barry could cross through the multiverse he could potentially cross into the great darkness so he was gotcha. trying to use barry to 
So the machine is more like, so I can control Barry to do it. Okay. It's controlling him, but it's also trying to use him as like, it's the same thing that they said back in Flashpoint where he was like, and this is actually, there's a line in Flashpoint where he says that when Barry went back in time, like uh, Thawne says this, when Barry went back in time, he was a bullet. Right. He was a bullet that hit the windshield and the windshield cracked out, right? And that's why what happened in Flashpoint happened. Yeah. So Darkseid knows that and is like, I'm gonna, if, if Barry's a bullet, then I'm going to use him again and shoot him at something. Yeah. And so he's like, if I can do this, if I can shoot him at this, but he has to contain it and he's recognizing that it is going to cause splinters. But this is the whole thing that, that machine head talks about Yeah. is that what Barry didn't realize is those splinters didn't just happen on his world. It went on to other worlds. Exactly. And it, and it hit his world. And that's when he was like, there were ramifications from that. Yeah. And that ramifications was, that's when he took the helmet off and he's all burned and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, that was a, that was a really fun moment because it's like, are you are are you criticizing like the modern era of comics in that regard, where it's like everything's grim and gritty now because of what Barry did, or yeah, is there a grim and gritty? And I think you know it's funny because I write a lot of events, but it, part of that story was about there being too many events. Like yeah. that was that was a piece of it. If somebody really wanted to, and I, I wouldn't do this today, but I think like ten years from now we can talk about how. Dark Crisis and Infinite Frontier, all of that was yeah. me talking about what was happening in the industry and what was talking about comics, yeah. um, especially Dark Crisis. Like Dark Crisis, uh, I think at some point I can really get deep into it and be like, totally. this is really me talking about what I had witnessed happening in comics at that time and what I my experiences in comics. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of that in Dark Crisis. Like that's ultimately what it's about in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but it's too soon to talk about that. I need to wait for some people to die first. Exactly. Now, <laughs> apropos of that, do you think that there is an an audience, a market for these kind? Not not a tell all, but more like like the like the books we've seen so far. You know, like we have, I think, three non autobiographical Stanley bio books, right? Yeah. Like, but I think, um, oh, there's this great book that I picked up. I saw it on like Amazon, and I don't know why it was a thing. But I like it was like these these encyclopedia esque decade by decade accounts of the comic book industry. Oh, the DC ones? No, no, no. Just overall. Like, oh, they are... I have this one. Where is it? I have these. Do you have these? Oh, uh, do you have these? These no. are like decade by decade for DC. They're like oh, that's this cool. is a Silver Age one, so it's not it's not decade, but it's like fifty to seventy. Yeah, there's one that goes from seventy to, to ninety, I think. What sucks is originally there was supposed to be a fourth one that was supposed to cover the nineties and two thousands, and they canceled it. Oh, now is that Dude, because they, they were like, up. "I'm not leaving"? They're like, "Nah, I don't want you to." Know no, it was. Too, I think there was some kind of. I don't remember what the whole problem with it was, but yeah, this one. Oh, man. So they actually released uh, – they actually – what they ended up doing was they released like a compilation of it. Yeah. So this is the last one they did was the Bronze. So it goes to 84. Okay. So the only one that was supposed to be post-crisis to whatever. They didn't yeah. release it, but they released a bigger version. I don't know what happened actually. I, I remember reading somewhere about it, but I don't remember. They released this version of it. Okay. And this one does – it's basically all three of those combined but like re-edited. Oh, and okay. this one does touch on the 90s. Gotcha. It does touch on the '90s. It does touch on the 2000s because you can see, like, if you could, it goes into 
Yeah. Like it goes into stuff. But That's cool. uh, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because I wonder, um, I would, because I think there'd be some, yeah. a, a real market for, or maybe not a market. No. Okay. The books are called the American Comic Book Chronicles. I'm going to write this down. Yeah, they're they're really cool, and I needed it because it was a really helpful tome. Uh, I bought the '90s one, obviously. Actually, I had it. Uh, it was a gift that I, I was given. Dude, yeah, um, I gotta get that because you know I love I love me some yeah, '90s. Well, stuff. They, and they use like like sources from like comic book periodicals and firsthand accounts to like give you a kind of like there is a blur about War of the Gods where they just talk about like how George Perez got effed and like how all and all this stuff. And I'm like, who's making this book? Where where do these cut and, and should and I would love to see more of them. Like I would love to see, you know, like wouldn't it have been cool if Neil Adams had taken a time taken the time to write like a book about what it was like to be Neil Adams in the industry? Yeah, you know? I, I am I am interested in stuff like that. And I think there have been some books um in the past. Like I have I have it upstairs downstairs. I have a couple of books that are kind of like that that are like um that are like screen books, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like that are like screenwriter books where there was like interviews. So it was like here's interviews with like Brian K. Vaughn, Alan That's Moore cool. about comics. What I would love to see actually at this point, what I what I always like is oral histories of stuff. Me too. Whereas like, and I've actually thought about this. It's funny you bring this up. I have to see is kind of like you know they did the comic book history of comics. Um, yeah, have you ever seen that before? Yeah, almost like that, yeah. but like a little bit more of an oral history of like this is who these characters like this is what happened, you know? Like I would yeah, love to sit exactly. down with like, and just be like, what happened when I when I first moved here to Portland? I was here for a while. I've been here for a couple of years, I think. Um, I would, I'll go have lunch or dinner with Jim Valentino, and so one day we were at his house. We we're in his library, and he has this awesome yeah. library. But he also has this archive of just like all these like artifacts from the creation of image, right? So it's like ash cans, ads, articles, whatever. He had just been like promo stuff. It was awesome. Nice. And I, I just one day in his library, I was like, "Can you really just walk me through what happened?" Yeah. Can you just tell me from from boom to boom, like what you remember from your point of view. And he told me the whole thing. It was really interesting about how much stuff that was like I had never heard of. I had never yeah. heard. Yeah, I want to write a book someday. I'm like, you need to write a book. Like this is awesome. I wish we did have some more of that. Um, it's weird because I don't necessarily like comics about comics. You know, a lot of, that's what a lot of comics are. <laughs> but as I was just saying, Dark Crisis is about that. But I would love to have a little bit more oral history stuff. But I do think what the totally. problem is, the problem is, is sometimes I have really honest conversations. I would say particularly about the last 25 or 30 years of comics. Yeah you would probably hurt some feelings. Absolutely. No, that's the and, problem. Yeah. And that's the but, problem. That's where it gets. But difficult. I also think like, but that's, we, we do oral histories of every piece of media, every kind of yeah. like, th there is every kind of oral history about like the, the history of a movie or like uh, not even a genre picture. Like there are like 80 Jaws books that are calling Dick Drive as a douche. You know what I mean? Like there's tons of <laughs> really? different. Oh, <laughs> Well, as I, I mean, even even Dreyfus will say like he's like, yeah, I was really pretentious. And it's like, oh, was. But, uh, you know, it, really there's funny. a lot. Yeah. But there's a lot of like uh, not even look, we don't need to publish it right now. You know what I mean? We'll wait until you die if we need to. 
you know, but like, well, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, uh, like, wouldn't uh, it have been uh, cool if podcasting existed when Jack Kirby was alive, we oh, could have had like yes. episodes, swaths of episodes of Kirby just espousing about things. Like when I see there's a, there are random like blips. Some people did like video interviews with him sometimes. And like, you'll catch those and uh, I'll catch them on TikTok of all places. And I'm like, Whoa, uh, you know, there's that great, um, there's a great video I have actually in my archives of like the marks during the Marvel versus DC crossover where they made these like video promos. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. For whom? Where did you push these? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's funny you say that. I mean, there was a lot of stuff like that they were making, but I do think it was about, you know, it was about sending it to shops and stuff. I guess. You know, like, right. Like they were sending it to stores. I mean, there was the internet. The internet did exist. I, I was talking about this with Sam. Yeah, we weren't streaming video in 96. No, we weren't. No, 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 no. Um, uh, there's a quick side note to that. Uh, one time, Sam Humphries and I were talking, and you know, Sam, who worked for MySpace before he was in comics, he was on MySpace Comics, and okay. he was way more plugged in the internet than I was, especially uh, in the '90s. Like yeah. I was, I, I did not have the internet until I was in college, realistically. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, by the time I was in college, was the first time I had like regular internet access. Like in school, we had internet access, and then occasionally we would do dial-up at home for things I needed to do, right. you know. But it wasn't. It wasn't so much like a daily thing, right? Yeah. Until obviously I got to college and it was like, um, but so Sam and I were talking at the time and we were talking about Thunderbolts and I was like, you know, it's so crazy how Thunderbolts would have been a secret. Like the last page of Thunderbolts number one was a secret. Yeah. It never got out. And Sam was like, no, it got out. It was on the internet. <laughs> it was like, I was in forum and people were talking about that they knew before it came out. Huh. And I was like, that's so crazy just how like, but it's like that thing about the whole the Millennium thing with DC and how the Captain Adam thing yeah um, leaked. But then you, what we know now is that it didn't really leak leak. It didn't go out, you know. No, it's more like casually like, discussed. Yeah, yeah. Like 700 people knew. Because so the thing is, to get that leak, you had to call into like a leak line. Uh-huh. And the leak line cost money. Right. So to get that leak, you had to, you had to do it. But there wasn't, the internet wasn't so prevalent, right? So it's like, what we found out was that, like, I can't remember the number. I'm, I'm going to say 700, but only 700 people called into that line. Now, uh, obviously, we talk after that, right? Like, just oh, word yeah. of mouth. But it wasn't enough to change Change it. anything. Exactly. Yeah, it should have stayed. It should have stayed as Captain Adam. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. And, yeah. and, and I think they tried, like, to keep pushing it back there. Like, at, right, like immediately oh, yeah. after it went to print, they were like, so how do we retcon it that it was Captain Adam? It was. It was and you Captain can Adam. tell. I think it's part of why Captain Adam has been in flux oh, well, this is the only thing that i was i so it's funny like the captain adam we have in the book is a fake captain adam that's like part infinite frontier yeah he's earth two captain adam is like right yeah, that's part of the thing right <laughs> but if there's um, a moment in the episode where ethan just goes so he explodes because that's that's what captain adam does now that's what captain does i feel bad about it i was talking to us about this so so this is i can talk about this somebody <laughs> is using captain adam as something next year and i literally was like listen like don't blow him up just don't blow him up <laughs> I was Don't like, I, the suit. <laughs> great idea, great idea. Please do not blow him up. This is all I ask. Just don't right. blow him up. Yeah. Yeah, just don't blow him up. That's fine. Um, and they were like, yeah, they were like. They're like, oh, man, that was, was my third act. <laughs> I was like, listen, this is this is a thing. I've done it. Yep. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I did the one time. And then we killed him in, uh, we killed him briefly in Dark Crisis too. So I'm like, yeah. let's just, let's just. 
we let's let's leave this poor man alone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just don't blow him up. Yeah. You know, uh, but I do wish they had some stuff like that. I think that would be really cool. Like yeah. I, I, I do feel like that. And you know, it's funny, we kinda have it with Bendis because Bendis has like the word balloon tapes, the Bendis yeah, tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The and Bendis. it's like that is something that has been going on for a long time and you could really listen to him. Like I think that's a really great example of like this sort of historical archive for a yes. creator to have that. Um you know, I think there are some creators. A couple of years ago, it was interesting. They did like an oral history of the New 52, mm. but they only interviewed a few people, you know, but it was like, I think they interviewed Dan. I don't remember if they interviewed Bob. I know they interviewed Scott. I don't think they interviewed Jeff, but it was interesting. I think they interviewed a couple of retailers and it was interesting, but you're like, it's not enough. It's not deep. It was almost too soon because it was a 10 year anniversary. Oh, so it's yeah. a 10 year anniversary, but I'm like, I think we're still too close. Like, yeah. I think you got to wait till the 20 year and then let people cut loose and really yeah. talk. And I, but I, I understand that though, because also there are times where it's like, listen, there are times in comics I have been very angry at people. Sure. Like I've had moments where I'm like, oh my God, like I have felt grudges with people. Uh, and then now, so if you asked me maybe like five years ago, I would have been like, Arr. but now I have like, I've made total peace with it. I also, I'm like, oh, I was also at fault. I know my yeah. mistakes. You have perspective. You know? Yeah, perspective. And so I do feel it's almost this like roller coaster ride of like when is the right time where a person can have like an honest conversation about yeah. what's going on. And I try to have that with my books, you know, in in hindsight on some stuff. You know, it's like there are certain things where I think I have enough distance from it where I'm like, I can talk about this and I can talk about yeah. the challenge mistakes I made. And you know, it's funny because when I was doing uh, you know, I'm still doing like the flash thing on my my newsletter. Yeah. Um, where I go back and I read issues of of my flash and then talk about it. And one of the things I keep coming back around to is like, holy shit, I wrote a lot of dialogue. Like <laughs> I have way too many words on them, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Like it, it was a, it's a weird to look back at it and be like, I'm such a different writer now. Like I don't write this amount of dialogue. Anymore. I still do, but not like that. I was like, Oh my God, I was a wordy motherfucker. I was like, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and so I'm like, well, what would I cut? What I change? And then I'm like, Oh, you know, because those books are 20 pages. And so I was used to 22 or 24. And so I'm like, oh, that's right. I lost two pages. So I was just shoving dialogue in there. And then, you know, a lot of times you find when you're working on super book, superhero books, the number one note you get is explain things. Hmm. Like, too, um, like you're explaining too many things or you're... Uh, and they want you to explain. Or please explain, yeah. Please explain things. And so it, you'll notice this a lot, I think, in books, especially at a certain era. Yeah. There was a certain era where it felt like we were always explaining everything. Oh, it wasn't always like this. I, I, you know, I, I always go back to the, um, we weren't always this way until that accursed Spider-Man ruined our lives. And it's just like, it's until, what, ruined our lives? Until, the, until that accursed Spider-Man ruined our lives. Oh, I, like, okay. <laughs> I remember when I was in the church and I was going to kill myself, but then the, the other came and got me. And Oh yeah. No, dude, yes. So listen, like, but you'll notice in a lot of my books now, I don't do that as much. I no. try not <laughs> Uh, I mean, when I finished Flash, I was like, I'm never having um, inner monologue ever again. Mm. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm out. No inner monologues. No inner monologues. And I decided to do inner monologue on Green Arrow. Um, and there are times I forget. You know, it reminds me of like when when uh, when Garth Ennis was doing Hitman, and sometimes he would forget that Tommy had powers. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not making that up. I know he is to this in interviews. Like back then he'd be like, oh, I totally forgot that, that Tommy has the ability to read mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> I kind of like that though, because it's more human. Like you'd forget, you know, it's like that yeah, moment in, yeah. uh, it, it's not like it, but it's kind of like the moment in Falcon Winter Soldier where he's like, why didn't you use your left arm? And he's like, well, I'm right-handed. Yeah, that's really funny. But like, so the I thing is that. that with with uh, with that with Hitman, you could argue that in the beginning, when the you know he got it from the parasites, that the bloodline par- the bloodline aliens, you could argue <laughs> that when he first got the power, he couldn't control it, and so it was just like all the time, you know? Yeah. But so it's like I'm- he got used to it and he control it, and so basically he kind of shut it off. Right. Right. So he had to like think about it to do it to get yeah that yeah, yeah there was always service level thoughts right right he could kind of go deeper you know but right. you could tell some of that was just that that Garth wasn't interested in that he's like you know? that I I did I took the job because I wanted to do this and however I could get there is how I went there like he did not want to do a story about aliens who suck your spinal fluid and accidentally give you powers no, no he had a not- story about Hitman you, you, we've talked before right that, yeah. like that was- thing is that he wanted to do a hitman book and they were like you could do it if if it's bloodlines to bloodline <laughs> it's like whatever who cares fine he's like oh let's go and you know what i mean listen like because you and i talked about we were going to talk about 90s comics a little bit yeah uh i i love Hitman. i i have days where i can't decide like i was seeing one this morning where i'm like you know i most days i feel like preacher is my favorite mm-hmm. and then there are days where i go no it's it's it might be you know, it, it's weird. It's like there are days where I'm like, I think I, I really like a lot of Garth Ennis's work. And, and, you know, I think you see some of it sometimes in in the image books. Like you see a little bit of a ghost, a little bit of nail biter, a little bit of uh, of uh, Dark Ride. There was a scene in Dark Ride where um, there's a character who's obsessed with trash because he's always trying to keep everything clean. Yeah. And I had him like make out with trash. And one of the, the Skybound was just like, Oh, you're just you're just doing hip. You're just doing preacher here. <laughs> you're, you're just doing the meat man here. And I was like, I am a meat man here. I don't care. Yeah, yeah I am. Like, yeah, I love it. But uh, yeah, everyone's about hitman, and I I think that you know, it is funny how like people will try to bash the '90s. I get I get a little offended actually. I I've recognized this. Like, yeah, recently, last year somebody kind of made fun of the '90s a little bit, and I'm like, we talk about there's a lot of great books in there. Like, oh, I like, don't know, Grant, yeah. Grant's uh, JLA is '97. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and then you get you get Hitman, you get Preacher. There's a lot of really, JSA. Right. There's a lot of really great books in there. I mean, Kingdom Come. JSA like, is like 99. You know. But yeah. 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 But it's still 90s. Like they're still thinking. They have a foot in the future, but like they're still in. They're they're like when you're writing comics in 99, you're not thinking about the year 2002. You're you are in like 1998. You know, you are in. Yeah. You are oh, hip yeah. deep in the 90s at that point. Also, uh, Marvel Knights. Marvel Knights is 98. Marvel Knights. Yeah. Yeah. And no, Marvel. Comics are changing. Comics are changing in a big, bad way. But like since 90, like from the cusp of the 90s until the new millennium, comics are radically shifting and changing, growing and evolving in like radical and fantastic ways that like are quantifiable. You can point at them and be like, that is different and better. Like coloring gets better. Digital coloring. uh, Dude, some of that is because of I mean, obviously, they were shipping things around. You know, you had Wildstorm was doing different stuff of coloring, and so was uh, Malibu. And then comes, and then comes CrossGen. And I think, you know, so I don't even know this story. I, I think this is like a public story, but like the day that CrossGen closed, Joe Quesada flew from New York to Florida. 
you know this guy he flew down to florida he yeah. took everyone to lunch so everybody who just got laid off, he yeah. took them to lunch. And he basically was like, so here's crazy. Look at Marvel post cross gen. Uh-huh. All those artists, all those colorists, mm. editors like Bill Roseman, who I think now works in video games for Marvel. He worked at cross gen. He went to Marvel as an editor at Marvel. And then now he still works for Marvel, but in, and I think it's video games. I'm pretty sure it's mm. video games, but he really went down there and he basically was like, so Jim Chung, Middleton, uh, McNiven, uh, who else is there? I don't know if he grabbed Aaron Lepresti, but like, basically he was like, you are all coming with me. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, it, dude, it's crazy. You look at the art and the coloring on Marvel books right after that. You're like, Oh dude, they really got, him. Yeah. you know, there's a, there's a, an evolution there, but I think there was just a moment of like the energy in that moment was powerful. Like, totally. I mean, I had been, I was in college, you know, and I was working at a store and the conversation about comics, like it was, it was hot. And I remember there was a line every Wednesday morning right, to get into the comic store every single Wednesday morning. There was a line and I, you know, I had worked at a store in high school. We never had that except for like special events, like big yeah. stuff. But it's like, no, this was a moment where the energy was just there every single month. I was talking about this with somebody about Bendis, right? Because it's like, so I started reading Bendis because of Salmon Twitch number one. Easily. So, Salmon Twitch. I was already reading Spawn. I had already quit Spawn. I was like, this is, I, mean, na- I see. I, I, I see where this is going. <laughs> I, at, at Spawn 100, I was like, it's time for me to get off the ride. And then we talked about the bit. I was still getting it. I was yeah. still getting it. I, I'm not sure if I stopped reading there, but I was still getting it. No, the, the, I, number 100, I, that was my check back. Like, cause I had, I had been reading it just kind of like out of habit until about the eighties. And then I went, Oh, it's, this is it. And then at some point, like they were announcing that 100 was coming. Cause I was still reading wizard at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, because that's the thing, like even when you were out of comics, like if I was a completely out, I was still reading wizard and knowing what was going on in the industry, yeah. at least what they were. Carrying. I've never been. I've never been out of comics. Yeah. You know, I've had moments where I was like, I am broke, and I'm oh, sure. <laughs> I've never been out. I had a window where it was like I was still getting. I'm trying to think, I mean, because Wizard ended in 2008, so it's like the the most broke I was was post that. But I was still yeah. getting user. Ah. There's that line in Lost Boys of like the the grandpa basically is like, why would I watch TV? I should TV Guide. Uh, a retailer told me that he was like, I don't read the books. I just read previews. It's all right there. Like, <laughs> all right. Um, all right, that's one way to do it. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but, but yeah, seven Twitch. And then I remember, uh, reading that and being like, this is really good. And then of course, wizard was talking about him already. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well here's Jinx, here's goldfish, you know? And I started reading everything and then powers came out and then it was like, he was doing Daredevil stuff, but Daredevil was in that weird spot where it was like, because it was still Quesada, it was like still Quesada, David Mack, Kevin Smith, like that little window where it all yep. was still connected. Yeah. Um, and then here's Ultimate Spider-Man number one. And Oof. I remember when that came out and it was just like, I remember when it was announced. I remember the whole buildup to it. I remember when it came out and it was crazy. And the shop I worked at, they didn't order enough of it, which nobody did, no. right? Like nobody did. And that's the whole thing about issue five. Like issue five is the one where it was like, that's because, you know, with, Retailers are always ordering things so far out. Like they're ordering three a lot of times before they order one. Yeah. At the time it was like that. Now it's different. You're usually ordering like issue two, right? The week issue one came out. Uh-huh. Which is always kind of rough because you're getting like that one week's worth of sales to judge it on, you know? Like yep. that's what creating a problem with the tale of books, but that's all our conversation. Um, <laughs> it, it's part of why we have the problems we have. Uh, yeah. but in that moment, 
you almost didn't know how hot something was until a few months in. Yeah. And, and that's one thing I think we're missing now with comics where it's like things have to be hot. And this is part of what like Netflix and binging and all that has kind of created where it's like if things aren't hot that first week, you are screwed. Right. And with Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, issue five was the issue that was the really underordered one. Yep. And, and, but that was when it was like, oh, this is blowing up. And so six and seven, they start going up, you know, and like yeah. you look at something like Walking Dead or Invincible and it's like Invincible came out and I remember really liking it and thinking it was awesome and it was great, but you, it takes a few issues to get to like the twist. Exactly. You know, and it's like once the twist happens, it blows up and it's almost like, I feel like we're just missing that right now in, in comics, but that's part of it. It's like, it's almost like we're missing this is a thing that I, I think I've, I've, I've thought about this a lot. I, I almost think we're missing patience right now. Big time. Like, it's, just, it's just, it's like, let the story come. Everybody wants it. And this comes from, I think some of this comes from the binging, but it's also like one of the things I think a lot about when it comes to, I think we talk about the, the totality of reading because of uh, digital. Yeah. That like, somebody wants to right now, they can sit down in a week and they can read every issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. You could sit down and you could read these books that took a year, two, three years to come out. You could read all of them in like a couple of days. Yeah. You could be like, you know what I want to read right now? I want to read uh, Avengers Assembled, <laughs> and which is, you know, it's three, it's four issues long. So that was four yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? I remember yeah. when 500 came out. I remember reading it because I got a PDF of it because I was still working in the shop. I got a PDF and I was like, holy shit, what, what is happening? We got to up our orders. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly, you know? yeah. And then there's a couple more months after that. Like not everything happens at 500. So it's weird. It's like, I think memory is like, oh, all the stuff will happen in one month. It's like, oh. Yeah. And then there was a window and then New Avengers started. If you want to, you can sit down and read all. Oh, New Avengers is awesome. It is awesome. It is so it is awesome. readable. It's so fun. We, we just yes. covered it, actually. We just covered the, uh, the, the collective story, which came right after House of M, where mm-hmm. like just this dude shows up. It's just Michael Korovac, but, but not. Oh, and, I know. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, but I'm like, it's well, he kills Alpha Flight, right? He kills Alpha. Flight. He kills Alpha Flight, right? And you're just like, oh, and then everyone at Marvel's like, I guess he did that. We can just yeah. It's it. so funny when when I did the nailbiter when I did the nailbiter cameo for Bendis, uh, Warren, the nailbiter calls him out. Yeah, Brian had to approve those scripts, so he was like okay with it. But basically, Warren, out, or, uh, not Warren, sorry. So, <laughs> nailbiter Warren. Yeah. What happened was Bendis did a Warren Ellis cameo and Powers number seven. So I was like, I'm going to do a Bendis cameo and Nailbiter number seven. Yeah. So in that issue, the Nailbiter basically calls Bendis out because he's like, well, I'm a killer, but so are you. Yeah. And he's like, you kill people that people care about all the time. And then he lists off every character that Bendis had ever killed, or like a two-page <laughs> spread. And he's like, you killed Alpha Flight. He's like, poor Alpha Flight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on this whole thing of like every time uh, Brian killed somebody. It's like this big yeah. two base where he just lists the characters that Brian killed. Right, you're point. a serial killer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what he's saying. He's like, you killed I know. I cared about. Um, but uh, yeah, like that, that, yeah, New Avengers is so rereadable. It right? is so rereadable. And but, it's like, uh, but it's also like, it's it's a moment in time. Like that, that volume in particular, like you could read them all out of sequence. So you could just go like, I'm going to pick up this volume. But it, it, and it, and it immediately is a snapshot of what, comics what marvel what the avengers what the every what these characters were in that moment like spider-man's got the iron suit but civil war hasn't happened yet and luke cage and 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 jessica jones don't have a baby or they do like they don't have a baby yet or no they don't have a baby yet they they didn't have a baby yet like so it's just like but everything is kind of cap and iron man are working together and they're friends but like maria hill is here and fury's gone you know genosha's destroyed magneto's depowered like you are just like, I know exactly when this was. And it's such a moment. Like, it's not, you, know, you can pick up any, like you pick up like an old epic collection of the Avengers and you're just like, 
here's what's happening i guess like it's just it's about what's happening oh yeah that's always rough yeah i i think about this a lot about that about how you have to kind of create this sometimes i call it like clarity of story the clarity of continuity yes you almost have to create this moment where it's like you have to be able to read it alone but know when it is in that era and the epic but you know the the thing about the the bendis avengers i mean dude he was on fire people don't know this now like i would say like younger younger readers aren't aware of the fact that like in 2000 avengers were like b minus list yeah i'm not gonna say d you were gonna say d i was like oh not that bad uh, for they me they always they were, were well they were, they were definitely D-Man. like on the b list it was like spider-man and the x-men that was it it was yeah. spider-man and the x-men right I think the and fantastic had, four were a more premier team than the than the avengers like at that point like not 2000, but up well, until when, Wade, when Wade was doing it, when oh. Wade and Ringo were doing it, like that was one of the books. And we, I remember being in the shop when the first issue came out and it was like 49 cents or something or 19 cents. It was like, yeah, some, yeah that's something. right. Oh my God. Right. I remember when that came out. I mean, basically, we're giving away for free. You know, I mean, that was everyone that came in. That, so there was a moment. There was a moment with Fantastic Four, yes, but I don't think people understand that like Avengers. Captain America, Iron Man, all that was just kind of like, and this is, again, this is not an offense to anybody working on those books. No. Because, like, I think there was, I was reading it. Right. You know, I was reading Avengers and Captain America and Iron Man and Thor. I, I was I was reading all of it, like, while it was Damn. going, you know, because you have the stuff, like, Joe Posada was doing the, the stuff right before that. Like, he was yeah. doing the Iron Man stuff right before he was writing Iron Man, like, yeah, in my memory, I feel like back before it could have been like a year or two. I but, it must have been. Yeah, I think it was earlier because you're talking about the one where the suit like was like yeah, coming suit, inside yeah. the Tony. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so there's a lot of like stuff that was going on, and I remember reading. You know, I was I was reading Avengers. I was reading Invaders because Invaders yeah. had spun out of Avengers at the time. You know, I was yeah. like, I was reading. I also really like Union Jack, but so it's right. like I was reading all that stuff. But you can't deny that when Brian came in, it was just a thunderbolt. I mean, it completely was, it was huge, and it was just like, you know, even when you read New Avengers number one, and it's like that first opening sequence with like Electro, and it's dirty and it's gritty, and it's Finch at like his ass. Like, yeah, yes, like this is yeah. this is it, and you know, yeah, that that moment, I would almost think, you know, in the 90s, if I had to say what my favorite books are of the 90s, you know, we talked about, I, I, it's like, I love Spider-Man 29, I was a sucker for all that stuff, totally. right? Um, I was still reading Spider-Man, I was addicted to Batman, like, I was reading Batman all the time, yeah. but I was also a Virgo kid, you know, so it's like Creature, Invisibles, um, you know, Hitman is one that I looked forward to every single month, it was always top of the stack, like, I would just... I remember when issue two came out and I, I didn't know it was that's so funny how these books, like I didn't, it was a moment where you didn't always know what was going to come that week yeah. or you, you might knew what was coming, but you didn't see the cover already. Like the yeah. cover was kind of a surprise maybe. Oh, I know. You, you know, I had that, that Joker cover with the knife. It's, oh, yeah. It's just so <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. But I almost think Hitman is one of my favorites. I, obviously I read a lot of Spider-Man, read a lot of, Same. you know, I, I feel like, I'm one of the few people who read. Did you read all of Clone Wars? Did you read all of Clone Wars? Uh, I no. No, the Clone Saga kicked me out of comics. I was like, I I only at that point ah. after after the Clone Saga, I only read Spawn. Like I was out of all of it because I was I was very fatigued from the death of, from the return of Superman, 
uh, Return of Superman and oh, Nightfall. Man. We never, like, never talked this before. Oh yeah, no, like after because like, I read all of the Reign of the Superman. I read yeah, all the too. way up until yeah. Mullet Superman is back, and then like he's. So you read like six months of Superman. <laughs> six months of Superman, yeah, but I have like six long boxes full of Superman books. That I know, are, it was weeks like, like, specials, yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I read them you all. Text like, me the other day about this. The the you text me the other day about this. The Hunter Killer thing. Yeah, Hunter Killer or Hunter Prey. Yeah, it's Doomsday. Yeah, Hunter Prey. Yeah, Hunter Prey. Sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I read that. Cool. I liked it. I, was I liked it too, off. but I'm like, it's just, I can't. Like, well, I was a sucker. I, I'm still a sucker for this. Where I'm like, Superman has a different costume on. I'm here. <laughs> that suit. I'm like, this is this is the '90s personified. That one was like, I'm like, this is a suit. He has a lightsaber. He has a headstock yeah, like super. Gambit. He has straps. I'm and Motherbox. Like, this is the most uh, efficient suit for you. And I'm like, shut up, Motherbox. No freaking way. It's so funny. It's so funny. But, Motherbox is, is me in the comics. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Motherbox is twelve year old kid. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I I read all that, and when I was like at that point, I was just like I don't like I. There was a moment where um, the folks from WGBS were telling Connor, who wasn't Connor yet, <laughs> that uh, he's gonna have to be called Superboy from now on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> just stop. So I was I I feel like. I don't know. My my thoughts on on Connor and Superboy are funny because I think in the beginning I definitely was like who is this punk kid oh yeah <laughs> you know and then yeah. which was sort of the point but then you know when you start reading Superboy, and that book is just is just good it's That's good no good it's, adventure, it's great superhero comic book yep. you know like there's a lot of stuff in that and that's that that Superboy book i actually read some of it recently and i was just like this is a good superhero comic. still reads and and like great supporting <laughs> cast tom grummet's art is fantastic yeah so, dude that but, i mean that that moment where it was like Superboy, Impulse, and Robin were just firing at all cylinders. Yes. Well, it was like, that was a moment, I think, for DC, where they were like, I think the next generation may actually, like, take over. Like, I think we have a thing here. And then they went, yes, yes, I get that. I just, it's hard to look back at now and see where those kind of, there's like, the nostalgia plays and and the challenges. Yeah. Well, how many times does Kyle need to prove that he is the one true Green Lantern? I think there's like four stories where he's like, I think I'm the Green Lantern. And I'm like, I know, Kyle, you are the only Green Lantern. We get it. I, I love you, man. But like, you gotta, you don't need a story every month where we reestablish that you are the best and brightest. Like, I feel bad for him because he's, like, he's constantly has to prove that he's great until, a, you know, yeah. what, what, what I've learned. All right. Sometimes <laughs> what happens yeah. is you might get a writer who read the first story and then never read any subsequent stories. Uh, that's very evident in a lot when of things. That I've job, when they get the job, they repeat. Uh, whenever I go into a job, I try to read as much as possible. My It was actually part of my original flash pitch. There was a there was a theme of my original flash pitch, like my really early one that we didn't do, but there was one element of it that I remember pitching in the room, and nobody nobody said anything to me about it. Mm. You know, This is like really early on. I was pitching it to somebody, not in the room, but to like one editor. And, and I said, I made a comment about it, but I had, I had been behind on flash. And so, uh, I caught up, I caught up before I got the job. I was like, I'm, I'm going to catch up. I'm going to read all of it. And I realized that was part of, it wasn't a story point and it wasn't a thing that happens. It wasn't plot. It was a, like a, a theming element, like an emotional element mm. for Barry. And then I went and I read and I was like, oh, they just did this. Right. 
like they had just done this. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to scrap that. You know, the same thing with, with Damien. Like, I feel like Damien, there's so many stories about Damien. Like, does Bruce trust me? My right. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. And at some point, he's got to. Like, he has to trust him now. And that's where I'm at, right? I'm like, they trust each other now. Moving on. It, right. We're not doing now. that. We're not gonna. We're not gonna like. Yeah, this is not a story of them trusting each other. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's the story of 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 like father and son getting to know each other again, but it is not about that. They yeah. as as Batman and Robin, they trust each other completely. Right. As father and son, they're still getting used to things, but they still trust each other. Yeah. You know, like there's a scene in issue three where where basically Robin is like, "You do trust me or you don't." Right. And Batman is like, "Go." You know, it, it's. It, it's uh, you have to get past that in, in some places, and I think that is true of the of these books. But I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of the 2000s, man, because I have a, a, my Marvel shelf over here. I'm trying to think of the stuff that I was. Oh, well, recently I went on a whole thing where I was like, when I when I remodel when I got this office, right? Yeah. Um, I have a Marvel section over here, and the Marvel section is like three bookshelves. Sure. And I have like, uh, uh, it's too messy in here for me to show you right now, but I'm like. <laughs> An Iron Man helmet, a Spider-Man mask. I have, I have the talking Deadpool head over here. Oh, cool. I have, I have a bunch of statues and, and toys and mini busts and stuff over there. Yep. Um, I have like an original art of uh, Spider-Man 2099 and stuff over here. Yeah. But I realized I had a bunch of open shelves. Mm. And so I was like, I'm going to film with Marvel omnibuses. And so <laughs> I went back and I'm like, what can I get? So I was like, I'm going to get the Peter David X Factor. I got all the Peter David omnibuses for Hulk. Nice. Um, I got the Heroes Reborn, and then I got the Heroes Return. <laughs> I got those two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. I got the uh, the Onslaught one. Oh yeah. Um, I got the Spire. Oh, I oh I got the Mark Wade Captain America. Oh cool. I got that one, and I got a bunch of other ones. But I went I went nuts. I was like, I'm just gonna buy a bunch. I'm just and I still have room, so I still have like a list of ones I'm debating and getting. And cool. Probably some of them take about a print. Yeah. Yeah. So it's that's like, it. yeah. You know, it's like I have to figure out which ones to get, but. Oh, I got a, I got some Deadpool ones, you know. Oh yeah, so I, think I, I really like. We were talking. Yeah, we talked. I love Deadpool. Yeah, we talked about this. Before. We have. No, I don't think we've talked much about Deadpool. about about Deadpool. No, like yeah. Oh yeah, I love Deadpool. That's why I have the, I have like a, a bunch of Deadpool stuff here. Now, which That's Deadpool do you like Deadpool. the best? Do you like Sad Clown? Do you like Fourth Wall Harley Quinn breaking? Or do you like? Dude, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Of 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 the different versions of of Deadpool that we've had over the years. You know, I, I'm gonna I'll go with Joe Kelly. Yeah, you know, I, I liked the stuff before that. I did, you know, I, I liked the Liefeld stuff. Yeah, and I liked the stuff that was before that with like Full Circle and all that. Like, I liked those minis. But dude, I remember when, when the Joe Kelly book started. That was definitely a book I was reading every month. Totally, every single month. And I've I've tried Deadpool every time since then. I fell off a little bit just because you know I, I fell off of Marvel a little bit the last few years, you know, but it's like, I read the Jerry Duggan stuff. I actually had, had not read the Scotty stuff. So I actually started reading the Scotty stuff recently. I decided I'm going to like dig in and just read that one. Um, yeah. What else is over here? Oh, but like all of the Garth Ennis Punisher. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta, that's so insane. It's such good stuff. It's just good, dude. Like, uh, you know, Punisher Max is, well, well first you get Welcome Back Frank and that's really good. Yeah. Then you get the series after that. That's really good. Yep. And you get some maxed. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh, this dude was, he was cooking. Like now yeah. we're, this stuff is really interesting. Yep. You just let him <laughs> cook. Just leave him alone and just let him do oh, it. I've done rereads of that. And it's, it's really, it's just great. It holds up. It does. It, I, I, yeah. So many. Oh, but you know, like it, we were talking about the 90s stuff. It's like, dude, Creepy Sick Avengers is great. Right. Curpio Six Avengers. That was that was the thing where it was like Curpio Six Avengers with with George Perez. 
is like yeah. the same as Mark Wade and Ron Garney doing Captain America. And then they're like, uh, everyone's fired. We're doing Heroes Reborn now. And yeah. then going, oh, yeah, we kind of fucked up. You, you do that again. I was talking about this with somebody where I was like, we were talking about Captain America. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, Mark Wade's Captain America that took place after Heroes right. Reborn. Heroes Reborn. Like, oh, it was before. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 no. They're like trying to like, trying to get me on continuity of history. And I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm wrong sometimes. I will definitely say things where I'm like, I'm wrong with a date or, or you know, something. It, it does happen. Yeah. But I always feel like if I'm arguing with you about it, that means I, I absolutely know. Right? <laughs> totally. If I'm like, I don't know, maybe that means I might be wrong. I'm not sure. But if I'm like, low, listen to me. This, this is, is the whole is. thing. Captain America, Mark Wade, Ron Garney was coming out and they ended it. Here is your born started. And then the moment it came it back over. and it wasn't just two books. It wasn't just one book. They did two books. Yeah. America was setting the Liberty. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mark Wade was doing some, he was doing some dope Captain America stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is weird. Those like windows of like these books that people, it's funny how sometimes the books that like come in under the radar Yep. that are like either temporary or filler or whatever, and then suddenly those books become the book. And I, I feel yeah. like that way was – I don't know this for sure. I could probably ask Mark. I don't know if his Captain America was intended to be anything because I think they were just kind of like, we're just going to give Mark Captain America because we know – I asked him about that actually. He was he on the show a couple of months ago. Yeah. I was like, I was like, did you just – I'm like, was there stuff that you – like, basically, did you just take the shit you didn't write yet and just do that again or just keep going? Yeah, and he was like, yeah. no, I think his approach was and feel free to folks in the comments re to check me because that episode is here <laughs> on this channel. Yeah. But um, I, I think he said something to the effect of like, no, I just like when they when they fired me off the book, I just stopped thinking about it. And then when they got me back on the book, I just came up with new stuff. Wow, dude. Wow. And I'm like, that shows because <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it's just well, it's, Mark, it, it's so fresh Mark and fun. This well, it's awesome. Mark, Mark has said this before where he said that um, he uh, he said this thing one time about Flash because he was like, he would always do these great cliffhangers. Then he's like, I had 30 days to figure it out. Like, he's like <laughs> all he was had 30 days to figure out. When he said that in an interview, as I got older, and I've never asked him about this. We, we've, we've talked about it a little bit um, mm -hmm. back, you know, I, I think when I first got the job on Flash. But I'm like, Oh, that means you had no plan. You were just going each month. <laughs> right? Like, but Wade is somebody who is, I mean, you know, Wade is like one of the, one of the best of all time. Like there's no, no question. You know, you read Fantastic Four, you read his Flash, you read Captain America. And I think it's Captain America run gets kind of forgotten when you have all these conversations about him, but you're that's like, true. That yeah, really but that's good. so good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, it's like, I really like um, Captain America. Like I actually just read um, the Colin and Jackson one they did mm, last year yeah. that first issue was really good i was what? like that was a good this good comic book. i haven't read the new jms one yet it's um, good it's 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 jms so it's like it's oh, JMS. Sure. It's uh yeah i i with marvel so i'm trying to think of what was like well let me ask because you're a big spider-man guy yeah so you left you left because of clone saga i quit because of clone saga it. well it was well, it was back, when though. it was well, when, oh yeah yeah, and it was JMS. It was uh, Dr. Oh. Sewer Trainer told him, you're not the real one. And I was like, F you. F you sideways. And I left. And I left wholesale. I quit it all. I was like, you can't I wonder if me. I... My, my entire life, he's been fake? Eat it. Oh, yeah. That's probably the closest these stories don't matter. I mean, yeah. and I say that not in a mean way, because I do think 
when, whenever I hear that argument of like, they made this change and my stories matter now, I'm like, yeah, they do. They still matter. They're still there. They're not being taken out of your collection. They're still there. Right. You, you know? But if you're a kid and you're sudden and like, this is what you're, you're, you're like, not your life, but like, this is what you know. You know what I mean? These yeah. are things I know. Like, I'm good at yeah. this. And then they tell you like, the thing that you know the best is fake. It's yeah. like, oh, bite me. And especially because like, I remember vividly, and we talked about this on my other shows where like, you remember those cards that they put in that Marvel put in that were like, would you like to see Mary Jane and Spider-Man get a divorce? Would you like to see Rogue and Gambit get married? Would you, do you prefer Sabretooth yeah, as a hero yeah. or villain? And I remember being like, don't ask me, man. You, you, you're the people coming up with this shit. What do you mean? What, 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 what is it all just a bunch of nonsense? And it's like, yeah, actually. <laughs> well, that's what I think about that sometimes too. Cause I always, you know, when, when people talk about give the fans what they want, I'm always I'm, like, no, understand how divided the fans are right like, you don't know what there the is no general consensus on anything i yeah. i don't think whenever there whenever there is a general consensus on something i'm always really surprised by because you and i talked before about how like the example i would use is like you know uh starfire or babs it's i saw a poll about that yesterday and it was a dead heat dude it's so crazy and and people are passionate and i love it though i know you're passionate but it is an example of like Things are there is no consensus among, among any part of fandom in any no. group. There is no you know why like, though. Comic book fans are like Dick and Dick and Babs, Teen Titans cartoon oh, show fans. No, no, yeah, people who are from yes, yeah, from Teen Titans Go. They're like, oh. I was I was talking about this with somebody from DC recently, and we were talking about Damien, and I was saying I was like, there's a big, a large group of people who want Damien and Raven to be together, but that's because of the cartoons. Right. And I'm like, in the comics, it's impossible. The ages, the, the ages, it work. Stuff, it's yeah. impossible. It would never work. Right. Um, but because of animation, that is a very passionate fan base. And it's like, I respect that fan base. And I'm like, you have it over here. That That's your continuity. That's your, I was talking about this, how the animation is its own continuity. And that's it. That is its continuity. And it's not across the board. Like, I think one of the things that's actually kind of great about DC comics in some ways, there are those different continuities you can latch onto. Yeah. But uh, Spider-Man, so yeah i never stopped like i've i've basically read spider-man from when you jumped on pretty much trying to think i i've been basically since 1993 i think maybe 1992 i've consistently like when the 30th anniversary stuff was going on like yeah i think i feel like the push around that time kind of latched me in and then you had and then you did have the clone saga and i i stuck with the whole clone saga man i went through all of it the spider side all of it well, like i was i mean i, I read was, it all I, I yeah i i well spider side and all that crap happened it was just right there yeah, maximum uh, clonage i read maximum clonage i was like I, at that point i was so sick of it i was i was looking for an excuse to leave but when they told me that peter parker was fake i was like i couldn't do it but like by that point it was so exhausting every effing week reading a book especially because of the drum the the I wouldn't say dramatic, severe art shifts because you're, you know, you're reading Amazing Spider-Man, you're reading Spectacular. So you got Sal Buscema on one end, you got Mark Bagley on the other. You had, you had Peter Parker. Web and Spider-Man. All this other stuff, yeah. And Web was always like. And Web was always Saviak and it was like, it was, it was, it was nuts. And especially when, 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 when Sinkevich came in to ink it and it was like, what is happening? Dude, they'd have, yeah, if they had an issue where they were fighting Electro. Oh my God, that (laughs) three-parter. I'm like, oh, I can't even. I don't even know what's happening in this damn. Dude, game. I love that stuff. That was so crazy. I like, I like, I appreciate the variety of it. But so here's my the question for the JMS thing because you said you keep on JMS. So you didn't read Ultimate then? I, I, uh, no, I was you like, ah, I looked at, I looked at the cover and I assumed that the Casada like interpretive crap. I was like, oh no, 
I was like, I, I literally, I oh, read. It had, like, it had like the what was it called? Overpowered. It had like the overpowered kind of coloring on it. It had the, the overpowered coloring. I'm like, oh no, I've been there before. But uh, uh, no, JMS got me in. It was I remember vividly the first issue, and it was the J. Scott Campbell cover where Spider Man's like, it's it's full body Spider Man like jumping at yeah, you. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh, J. Scott Campbell Gen 13, hell yeah, let's do it. And, uh, and then opening up Jr. Jr. and I'm like, he's great because I remember him from oh, Punisher yeah. and from Spider Man. And yeah. uh, but I read the but I couldn't believe the dialogue. I was so blown away by the dialogue and my roommate at the time had been reading ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So uh, I want to say like, yeah, around the same time that JMS is doing that, he has trade paperbacks of ultimate Spider-Man. Oh, okay. And so I'm reading those and I'm like, this is incredible. So by issue 20 of ultimate Spider-Man, I'm reading ultimate Spider-Man month to month, week to week. I have it all yeah. <laughs> like, and JMS I'm reading this religiously and yeah. I'm seeing what's going on back and forth between those two books, dude. I they know were just, they were hidden, and, and earned, well yeah. deserved, like just completely different. And I don't think we'll recognize that, like, Ultimate Spider-Man, how it was going on long enough, at least eighteen months before yep. the the first Sam Raimi movie came out. Right, right. Do you have that? And then you get Spider-Man Two. Yeah, no, Spider-Man Two, man. I, I remember. Yeah, no, I, I saw both of them in the theaters and. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I waited in line for both of them. I couldn't I mean, wait, too. man. I remember that trailer, like that teaser with the Twin, Twin Towers and like my crew. Like I was I was a kid. I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, what's happening? I didn't read Wizard anymore because Wizard had changed formats into being like this yeah. garbage, like, you know, poorly stapled magazine. And so I was like, uh, so I saw this teaser and I had no, I had no idea. And I, I'm like, I'm on cloud nine. I come outside and my friends go, do you see that trailer, man? It was so lame. What a bunch of crap. And I'm like, what and everyone's like yep looks pretty lame stupid oh, as hell dude. who cares i, and I was uh, like, what i went to so a couple of things here so when i was in that time period um i wasn't working at the comic store so i had like a 10-year time span where i essentially worked at three different stores yeah but in the middle of that there's like a year not even a full year i think where i did not work at a store and so in that time I was doing like odd jobs. I would work in different places. And then and then for a minute there I was working in LA and I would work on like different movies and TV shows and stuff. And one of the jobs I had for a few days was working on the Spider-Man movie. What? And yeah, it's the scene where they're graduating high school. Um, it's funny because if you live in LA, there's a lot of people that are like they went to comic stores that are like, oh I I they that scene with the wrestling thing, that was yeah. all people that got from comic book stores. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. In the audience. That's awesome. Seriously, there's just people like they got you know to come you want to be in the Spider-Man movie. So they always people yeah. work at comic stores around there. But when so that summer, the summer of I think it's 2001. Yeah. Yeah. So the summer of 2001, we went to San Diego Comic Con. They had the Sony presentation and they were stuck in traffic. So Sam Raimi, with the footage they were going to show, the very first time they were ever going to show Spider-Man footage, yeah, they were stuck in traffic. And so the Sony presentation had to light the lamp. They had huh. to light, right? So poor, so here's the thing. Me and my buddy, this was at a time where we weren't Hall H. It was a big room, but the fire marshal was kind of like, whatever, it's a different era of Sydney Compact. <laughs> they let us sit on the ground. Mm. It left us on the ground. And the person who was on last before Sam Raimi was John Carpenter. Oh. 
So John Carpenter had to vamp. <laughs> That's awesome. And the movie he was promoting was Ghost from Mars. Oh. <sighs> I can fix Ghost from Mars, by the way. I know oh, me too. Listen, you, make it, you make it a Snake Plissken movie. Exactly. That's <laughs> <a movie. laughs> Listen, I, I'm there, buddy. I'm there. Yeah, you and I. Escape from Mars. That's it. Yeah. We can escape from Mars and we're fine. Yeah. Escape from Listen, Mars movie. you watch yeah. that movie again, you're going to be like, yeah, this is just Escape This, this is a Escape from movie. Yeah, it's so bad. So, <laughs> so, yeah, dude, listen, I've thought about this a lot too. Um, <laughs> here's the thing I felt bad about was that like John Carpenter, who's this legendary director, one of the best. It was awesome. He started smoking when he was vamping inside, <laughs> and yeah. people were like, you can't smoke, and he was like, stop me. Like, because <laughs> he was like, I'm done too. But he's just trying to be here. Yeah. yeah, I'm working for free right now. I'm John Carpenter for buying time for Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. And so he's sitting there, <laughs> and it got to a point, like, the kid you know is one of the saddest things, too. People started booing John Carpenter. What? Because they were like, we want our Spider-Man. What? It's, but it's coming. It's late, man. What do you want from him? Not- I always remember this. So that's, why I, that's the last time I saw John Carpenter in person. Mm-hmm. He stood up when it was finally time. Yeah. When it was finally time. And they were like, it, we're, we're, we're going. Spider-Man is here, basically. Yeah. John Carpenter stood up with his cigarette. And he went, and the <laughs> and then he left the stage, and and then they get up there and they showed that footage, dude. And it was oh. the, the first thing they showed was the was the the lab scene. Oh, the cool! Scene the lab and the spires coming down, and right before it got to him, they yeah. cut to black. Oh, they showed basically Spider-Man swinging. That room lost its fucking mind. Yeah. I remember I was sitting on the ground, <laughs> and I was just like, like "I'm gonna die." And the fire marshal yeah. was like, "Whatever." And it was standing room only, and we were like, "We're just gonna sit on the ground." So we were like, literally sitting in the aisle, like in the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. aisle, of the microphone for questions, and we yeah. just that room went ballistic for that. Yeah. I mean, it's just so that was a really a great moment for Spider Man. I did have one question for you. So, do you? Because <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if I want to get too deep into this because it is mm-hmm. still, it maybe it's too raw and too soon. Fair because. I was thinking about this earlier. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you my thought on it, and then you can tell yeah. your thought on it. Yeah. So yeah. with the with the wedding stuff, with the wedding stuff, what's interesting about the wedding stuff is is that you and I potentially we have never read Spider Man Live when well, he, he was wasn't married. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because like I remember when I started reading Spider Man Monthly, he was already married. And I remember going and like you know I was when I was a kid I was a big like key searcher you know I was like first appearance yep. stuff. You know, I'd be like, oh, first Prince of Gambit, first Prince of Bishop. You know? I would always, I was, I, it was funny. I think in the 90s, I would, I would collect Marvel, but I would read DC. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that was the best <laughs> way to explain it, you know? Absolutely. Even though I would, I would buy DC books monthly, but, but Marvel was the one I would go back and find yes. issues, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I had the, I had the annual with the wedding. Um, I had the annual with the honeymoon, which like no one <laughs> ever talks about. Where yeah, I have that one. Yeah, it's terrible. Where Puma like takes him someplace yep. or whatever. Yeah, Puma <laughs> sends him. Yeah, yeah. Puma. Yeah, it's a weird. He, it's bought a weird... The, he bought the bugle. It's yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. So I have never read it, so I just don't have that connection to single Peter. And so even right. when we were reading Ultimate Spider-Man, that was my first real exposure to single Peter. Oh. And so I almost have this weird like. I don't have any kind of outrage about it. I don't have any mm-hmm. kind of weird feelings about it. I remember when it was happening, it was more like, this is just the thing that's happening. But also by that point, I had been working at a store long enough. I had been around comics enough. I had been around with creators at that point. I wasn't, I'm trying to remember if I was, because what year is that? That's like 07, 08? Yeah, so by that point, I had already like new creators. I was, yeah. I was going to conventions. I was hanging out with creators. 
I, I definitely felt a much more of a disconnect from things in the terms of like being precious about it by then, you know? And so when it happened, I was mostly just like, I just want to know what happens next. Right. Yeah. You know, and I don't think we get, I mean, honestly, I don't think we get, I'm going to say this might be controversial. I don't think we get new 52 without the wedding. Wow. Without, without one more day. Because you get a, yeah. Cause you basically reboot Peter. Yeah. Yeah, right? that's true. And you get Norman back and all that. Like we get dive in spectacular 200 and all that stuff. It's like you, yeah. you know, get these pieces back. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think that the fact that they were able to, I don't think people recognize how much you guys yeah. talked before. It's like, how impactful what that anyone's, is. what's that? How impactful it is. Like, it, 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 but I don't think people recognize a very, very simple fundamental rule of comics. No matter what anyone says, no matter what people say is good or bad, it is, does it connect with the wider audience and does it sell? Right. That's and, it. you know, what I look at like, so I have an Amazon author account and it lets me track what my Amazon sales are for my books. Oh, cool. The number one books that always sell the highest for me on Amazon are the events. Mm. Like for the last year, Dark Crisis has been my number one seller. Sure. Followed by Dark Knights. Right. <laughs> like literally like the Dark Knights ones where it was like the first Prince Red Dead. That, those are number one and number two. They've been that way for the last uh, six months. Yeah. And then wow. Nailbiter is number three right now. And I'm like, yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I can see what my top 20 are. And it's like, I don't think you'll recognize as much as that was a controversial move. It, you know, one last day, brand new day, sold like crazy. And when they were doing that, where it was, it was three issues a month. It's so crazy. Yeah. And because of that, you have to recognize the rest of the industry saw that. Reacted. And I think, I don't know for sure. I mean, I would, I'd have to talk to like Dan and Bob and ask those, and, and you know, the people that were around at DC at that time. Yeah. Is that what led to them thinking, we can do this like we can interesting do it. i'd be curious because it's like they in a little bit of a way they did reboot it so yeah. that's yeah. my thought on it I, that's why i have kind of a weird disconnect from because i never knew it single for you as somebody who was like i'm out of here with cold i'm side. out yeah no i quit were you out or were you yeah, in? I, I was out no i was out big time I quit oh, man, Spider-Man. So I, yeah no i left i didn't read any way of fair, Spider-Man fan. <laughs> yeah i i completely no no i don't i love the character so much that i'm i'm i don't tolerate um critical or uh editorial oversight like that yeah, was one of those things you, yeah, i don't know how passionate you are about the character yeah, i'm very know. holden caulfield about it where i'm like a bunch of whores just uh <laughs> just ruins like this, as we talk about like this giant spider-man head behind you, <laughs> yeah, pillow behind it's, you. it's a big pillow yeah i got a lot of I, I just realized actually i have a whole bunch of uh like posters i'm trying to put up mm-hmm. and i i was like oh i gotta post these posters i have like six posters they were all spider-man posters i'm like oh shit I gotta. I, gotta I, I told you about my mission to get the Spider-Man 299 poster at San yes. Diego. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you, I mean, it's in a frame. It's over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. I, I have. I, I one of the things there. There are certain pieces of art. You know, there's that one poster. I think it's Charles Vest, where it's like Spider-Man, the black suit, jumping out a window, oh. and Hobgoblin is chasing after him. Yes, right so now. good. Yeah, dude. If so I can get a poster good. of that, remember they had it. It was like an they had it. It was a little poster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the insert, the little, yeah. yeah, that's not a poster. That was. I bought a, uh, I actually, I, on the, on the internet, I didn't look at it, but I was like, Oh, a Batman predator poster. I bought it. And it's like, it was an insert. I was like, Oh, oh dude. Smaller. Yeah. When they come in, they're like that. You're just like, oh, somebody, uh, I, I bought like a, a Batman thing recently and I thought it was going to be like a full on. Yeah. And it was like this tiny thing. And I was like, no dude, dude I did the same thing. I, I was, I, I was looking up stuff about nightfall and vengeance of Bane. And I saw that they had the, like, 
um, the Knights End teaser poster, where it was like this. It was it was a poster of like of the the Jean Paul Valley logo, but it shattered, and yeah, it said yeah, like yeah. the end is coming. And I'm like, oh, I gotta have this. Ordered it. It's a page from a comic book that they exacto knifed out. Oh, I'm like, that is not a poster. You that would that would melt my brain, dude. I would be like, that would melt my brain. I, like, I have like, I have this poster, jackass. Like it's. <laughs> Well, what's funny about that, the reason why it's funny, though, is like we are such nerds that we are just like the anticipation. You, you're just like you're so excited about this poster. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. And I opened it up. I'm like it was like getting it was a Calvin's beanie. It was like getting yeah. a spike. But yeah, uh, one more day was one of those things where I, I was because I was so invested in like what JMS was doing and knowing the JMS because like seeing the JMS was very much online. And he was like. This is horse shit. It's not what I wanted. It wasn't what I planned. And like also oh, really? the fact that I don't know. It's like I, I feel like I have blind spots when it comes to some stuff. I mean, I, I feel like I know a lot, but there are some blind spots, and that is yeah. a blind spot. No, he his problem, that. his problem right. wasn't even that it sucks. Because like for me, I thought it was hypocritical. Because I'm like, you hired him to bring them back together, and then you're gonna have him break them up. Like this is horseshit. But uh, what I what what his problem was. Was he was like, okay, well, it has to make sense. Like, you gotta, you gotta explain how this works. So he spent like a month just like putting together this whole timeline. He's like, well, if you change uh, this, here's how. And you, if, if you want the end result to be, he has web shooters, Harry's alive, and back then Gwen's alive too. Yeah, that yeah. was another thing that they wanted to make sure that was at the end of one more day. Um, and he's not married anymore. Then you gotta have all this stuff. So he works out this new timeline for Spider Man, and Casada just goes, no, no, what are you doing? It's magic. Just don't explain it. Yeah. And JMS no, was like, don't magic. Explain it, I mean, that's the thing that I'm, I'm the same way. I try to figure out the kind of stuff. I mean, that's even like before this started, you and I were talking about Green Arrow and yeah. I was basically breaking down for you. Spoilers for people. <laughs> if you have a Green Arrow, I just was breaking down all this Green Arrow continuity stuff. And I, I did that though. With Green Arrow I was like, right. how does this work? And I'm yeah. like, dip, dip, dip. I remember one time I was you like to explain it. I like explaining. Well, well, then reason. Um, yes. But, uh, Ben Abernathy and I were having lunch one time, and he was like, well, explain to me the whole Green Arrow thing, and I broke it down for him, and he was like, what now? <laughs> so I felt like, oh, maybe what? this is a little complicated, so I had to, like, I had to basically, I had to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, let's clean this up a little bit. Well, clean it up, make it a little more, like, about the story than it is about, like, well, that's how interesting. So then when you, when you got out after that, what got you back in after that? Um, oh, New Avengers. No, 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 New Avengers was happening at the same time. What brought me back? Oh, New Avengers is earlier than that, because New Avengers yeah. Is- no, it's true. Yeah, well, I, was re- I kept reading know? New Avengers, by the way. I kept reading all that. Like I kept, I didn't, I quit Spider Man, but I kept reading everything that was Bendis. Um, oh yeah, I read those. And when he got to New Age of Heroes, and it was that story where it was that team of Avengers with John Romita. I love that book. Oh, it was big time. Big time got me back in. Oh really? So like Dan Slot, Dan Slot, yeah. Oh well, Dan Slot. Do, do you know that joke on South Park of like? Um, there's that joke on South Park of like Simpsons did it. Yes. I feel like Dan Slott did it. Spider Man, you're like Dan Slott did it. You're like, here's what I'm gonna do. Everyone in New York gets spider powers. Dan Slott did it. Spider Island. Multiverse spot. He did it. He oh wait, wait, Peter gets rich and he has a company. Parker Industries done it. Dan Slott did it. Dude, it's so funny. Like I think that he one of the beautiful things that Dan Slott did was he just basically asked all the questions. He was like, what if what if this happens? What if this happens? Well, and you did it. I mean, knowing knowing him leading up to it because i loved his stuff during big time like when i would i would check in periodically and his his brand new day stuff was always like felt the most authentic so yeah. and then reading his interviews and stuff like that i'm like oh this is good this dude breathes spider-man 
So like he's been asking these questions his entire life. Yeah, it's like he just went for it. And he, he went, went for, for it for like seven years. I would say it's ten. ten. Years. I thought it was. It wasn't it ten? ten. I don't know. I think so it was at least. Ten. It was at least seven. But yeah, it was almost a decade of just writing spider-man and like yeah. and i loved when it was superior came out like it was there was a teaser like superior dance lot and i, I he told the story so it's not really telling tales out of school he didn't tell it to me but uh he well, superior was is uh, awesome superior. So superior is great and i love it because it also thematically works within like dance lots love letter to peter parker like he loves spider-man so it's like you know people who are like oh dance lot blah, blah, blah. and i'm like he's whatever but like at the end of superior the superior Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So it's like, that's the fun of it. Like, you know, with him, he understands that it's a bit, he, he, a, he understands the business, but also he understands it's cyclical storytelling. He's like, it's disposable media. We're going to get back to the end. Like, we're going to get back to the beginning when we get to the end here. Like, don't get too excited about like any mass, any major changes. It'll all go back. Well, so that's always comics. I mean, you know, yeah, it's exactly. like it's always a cycle of it. It's going to come back at some point. Yeah. You know, it, it always is. And then they, it, it, yeah, this is, this is the funny thing about that. Superman. It's like, right. Superman died in November. He was back by June. Yeah. But you know, the funny thing is <laughs> when the layman, it's, it's when you get, the problem yeah. is when they get there, when the, when, when the, like when the news or when the lay people get, word of it like when when the when everything that the industry hopes for comes true and non-comic readers step in they don't know the rules so oh, when, when superman yeah. dies you know time magazine does an article about like the death of superman. our lady peace does a song about how culturally important it is the superman is dead now like I, there I, are it's, it, it, you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah i think about this stuff a lot of like and this is one thing i, I try to push upon some creators and especially with, with dc stuff sometimes where i'm like you have to be careful with the messaging of things because the layman has no, and I don't even like saying Context. that, standing outside, or whatever. They have no nuance. Right. Right. So it's like us, you know, Death of Superman, it's like a huge deal. And especially now because it's, it's, it's such a known thing. Yeah. That, you know, people really take onto it and then some people don't believe it. It's, it's really, it, it is really interesting right now with, with some of that stuff. But yeah, you have to be careful with the messaging of, of yeah. uh, things. With Spider Man, did you play Shattered Dimensions? I did play Shattered Dimensions. I thought it was fun. That that's written by Dan Slott. I know. No, I yeah, know. That was, I love it. That was my first like, oh, this dude is because you yes. know it's in that window. But I was like, oh, this dude gets it because that game is so much fun. And what's it funny is. is that game is basically it is like the precursor stuff we have. Yeah. And yeah. he wrote that game, and it's like, yeah, I, I love that game. I was that was like a big uh, one of my favorite games from it. That was played the crap Easily. out of that game. Oh, I know. Yeah, totally. I love even the, though the, I the, mean, the, the the Spider Man versus uh, the, the Ultimate Spider Man Spider Man versus Deadpool level yeah. is horrible <laughs> yeah. you're swinging yeah. like this and you're trying to catch uh, him oh, oh, i know yeah uh but i played a lot of that well so uh i do want to i, I want to ask a question with this stuff so you can tell me privately but i'm yeah. curious about somebody in the comments uh if i were to ever write a book for marvel you should tell me this privately but in the comments if i was ever to do a book for marvel tell me what book you'd want me to do yeah just in the comments. i'm just curious it's a like, I don't think it's coming man. anytime soon. I'm just yeah. curious about it. I won't know? color the. Uh, I, I won't color. Yeah, don't the color. Tell me when we're done. But I. But I will done. say it's interesting that question because, you know, there's like a there's an obvious there are obvious answers, but then there's like the real answer. Like thinking like a fan versus thinking like an editor, mm-hmm. where it's like where would Josh yeah. fit best? Whereas what I don't know where challenge- that's at, and this is the thing I've actually I've not spoken to anybody at Marvel in like, forever. Like yeah, like eight years. Yeah, it's occasionally, like other, other than like night? at a bar talking about just like sure. how are you life stuff, like, right? But not like what do you think? Like no, no, nothing like that. Yeah, I have, I've I've actually never had those conversations with them. 
in the last yeah. eight years. I, I literally yeah. have not. I've had like, yo, that, that book is real good conversations. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I read this comic. Good job. You know, I'm like, that's a really good comic book. I've had those kinds of conversations with them, but I've never had a like, hey, partially because of I'm exclusive, but also it's DC, like, yeah. I'm, I'm crazy busy all the time. Well, um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm so bad at But I'm always curious about this. Like, if I know what my take is and I have like a mm. list of things I was thinking about, I have a notebook. I have a notebook that's full of Marvel ideas because how my brain works. Good know? idea. Really, yeah. I love it. But I have all these ideas and stuff. Will I ever do them? I don't know. I do feel like in my life, in my life, yeah, there are certain characters that if I didn't write them, I would regret it. Okay. So, you know, I have thoughts and ideas, but I'm curious for, for them. Um, but you can tell me after. Yeah, no, I will. I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, I love that question. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't take the commenters. Let them, let them decide. Um, but uh, yeah, we should talk DC stuff to wrap it up. Like, oh, Marvel stuff. Um, this yeah, be all, all Marvel all the time. But uh, yeah, like, fantastic. Still, can't uh, the change oh. is 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 here. The next issue is crazy. People are gonna. I, I think that issue seven is nuts. We introduced a lot of stuff. I didn't realize until issue seven was like completed. Like when we were sending it to print, I was like, yo, a lot happens in this book. <laughs> like, it's Superman. Superman versus the Chained. Lex Luthor has all these developments. Yeah, all this stuff with uh, with Brainiac that we've been teasing. We really like keep pushing. We reveal big stuff. And I was like, at, at one point, we were really advertising. I was like, oh, there's like a bunch of first appearances. In this. Like, there's stuff in this that people are gonna be like, oh. And there there is like a character returning that hasn't been in the Superman books for like 20 years. Ooh. And I'm I'm really curious what people are gonna think. I think people are gonna be like, there are some people are gonna be like what <laughs> who's this? Who this person and then you're gonna have people who are like hardcore superman readers have been reading it like since the trial days that are gonna be like oh shit like they're gonna be like whoa okay i see what he's doing like and it's gonna you're gonna see where all these things are kind of connecting and and um it's probably the only like everything i do in the book i try to add new add new add new add new yeah. and there's just like one piece that i'm like you know this one piece always bugged me so i'm bringing that piece back to, to do a story with it okay. um but it is definitely like a bit of a, it's a little bit of a deep dive. <laughs> like, That's uh, but, but not really. I'm, I'm curious. It's like, as somebody who hasn't really been in the books yet for almost 20 years, I would say almost 20 years. So I'm curious uh, what people are going to respond to it. Uh, Green Arrow, like this week I'm working on Batman and Robin. So I'm going to do the moment you are done talking. I'm going to die back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman and Robin debuted between the time when we did the show. So like, congrats yeah. on the book. It's fantastic. The the arts of obviously like, you know, people are talking, oh, about, people are really talking about it. But uh, yeah. but it's also just a really refreshing, uh, delightful book. Yeah, I try, to, I try to make it fun. And, you know, I've been working on some stuff that, with the book. Like right now I'm working on stuff that doesn't come off the next year for the book. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, I just try to make sure that it's like, it's, it's Batman and Robin, it's Bruce and Damien having fun. And, and I said this last time where it's like, I always make sure there's scenes where they don't have their masks on, you know, yes. it's like, it's them. What's funny is the issue that I'm working on right now, the one that I'm, I'm writing today, it's like, I had, I had to slow myself down because I was looking at the page count and I was like, whoa, oh. like, most of the entire issue, they're not wearing their costumes. Like, the <laughs> and I'm like, and it all takes place during the day. So I was like, mm. okay, I gotta take a step back. I gotta like, maybe, figure some things out. Maybe I need to have a little bit more Batman Robin in here. Um, <laughs> there's an issue that I'm doing next year um, where they're only Batman and Robin on the first three pages. I <laughs> mean the rest. But there's like a reason why and it's like a really fun, cool like reason why. Like I think it's it's really great. But uh, I love writing that book. And then obviously, you know, Green Arrow. Uh, Green Arrow came out this week. Um, and we're revealing more and more. Well, this week for you and I, for everyone else, I think you hear this next week, yes. but um, 
you know, there's stuff in Green Arrow that's really uh, just really fun and exciting. We're, we're un unwrapping this mystery with Ollie, you know, and then we'll get him back home and then we'll do some really fun stories of being back home. Ooh. Like when he gets back home, the first thing he says is he's like, what do you mean there's no Justice League? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I well, was reminded. He thinks there's going to be a he basically thinks they're trying to oh, I don't want to run it for you. It's he, he basically does have a moment where he's like, what do you mean there's no Justice League? Right. Uh, and he talks to Bruce and he kind of starts to get it's it's funny because it's like Ollie's been gone for like a year for us. Yeah. And you see everything that's happened in the year. And so he's just like, I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Superman's doing what now? Is Ransom called Supercore? Right. What? Hey man, what's wrong with your hand? <laughs> like right? he's, just, yeah. <laughs> he's going he's around kind of being like, Okay, wait a minute. Like and yeah. you have thing and then he's like, What do you mean there's no justice league? I was paying for it. What happened? Right. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, he has a bunch of fun moments and then we, you know, there there's like Get a couple it. of twists that are coming where he'll, you know, the reunion isn't over yet, so he has to find other people. You know, he yeah. has there's a couple other characters he needs to find. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really fun like stuff coming in the book. I'm I'm really excited about it. I hope people uh keep reading these books and then yeah, yeah. Duke and Cobra Commander are coming. I know it's so, exciting, yeah. man. A lot of stuff, comic books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna all uh, I do every day. And you're gonna physically be at uh, at New York Comic Con this year, so yeah, yeah. And we're gonna be signing um, at Midtown on Friday night. That's for uh, the Energon Universe stuff. So it's me and uh, it, it's basically like it, it's me and Daniel. It's, it's Tom. Um, yeah, we're doing like a big, a, a really big like push. Um, but partially because, you know, Transformers will be out by then. So it's like, right. we'll do that. Plus we'll have like the Duke Ash Cannon. Like Midtown is advertising it right now. So I'm not telling you a secret, but right. like we're doing a big push. And then I'll do, um, you know, we'll have the Superman panel at, at, uh, at New York Comic Con. We'll talk about some stuff for Superman next year that I think will be really exciting and uh, surprising. You know, yeah. but yeah, it's like, I'm excited for New York. Um, you know, it's uh, all my mornings are crazy, but uh, I think it'll be, uh, be a good time. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll come to the, come and come hang out with us. That'd be great. Well, come and you on. And you and I are going to figure something out. You and I are going to have lunch or something. We're yes, we are going to do something. We're going <laughs> to. It's got to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, well, that, I think that's a good place to to wrap yeah, it up. We'll see you guys next time with another episode. Of course, make sure to like the video, subscribe to our channel, and check out more of Josh at your local comic book store. And of course, at his Substack and every place else you need to go. Uh, all the links are in the description. We'll see you guys next time. So long, everybody. <laughs>